0: today we are in for a special treat a guest speaker that we have with us um back in october i went to montana with a bunch of pastors from all across the country and and we went fly fishing and it was incredible we we fly fished in a blizzard though it was a blizzard and i would not recommend that your fingers start freezing up and you got snot frozen in your face and yeah it was it was awesome but it was also it was kind of crazy at the same time and i met on that trip um uh, a, a kindred, uh, a brother, okay, I'll just call him a brother from another mother, how about that, we'll just call it that way, and his name is Drew Fryder, and uh, he, he pastors Lift Church in Salisbury, uh, Maryland, and the cool thing that we have in common is that we both started our churches on the exact same day in 2019, and God has done incredible things through Lift Church, and so I'm excited for you to hear from Pastor Drew today, come on up Pastor Drew, let's honor Pastor Drew today, let him know we're glad to have him.
1: Hey, good morning City Hope. How are you? Come on, look at somebody around you and say, you look good today. Come on, Wichita Falls looks good and it's nice to be with you guys and um, it's fun to be here in Texas. Um, Like you said, we're out in Maryland, but um, um, I'm actually born and raised outside of New Orleans, so I was just a state away, went through LSU and um, so maybe all of my exes moved to Texas, but I don't, I'm sorry, that'll be all, that'll be the end of my Texas puns, okay, I won't mess with Texas anymore, all right, okay, Um, it's it's an honor to be with you guys, and um, you know, I want to tell you before I do, I just want to thank Pastor Ben and his wife Annalise for having us and the team here, Um, in case you don't know it. You guys are blessed with the pastors that you have, okay? We were in that trip with Montana, and we were just kicking back. Um, We were doing stupid. Normally, I call sinning doing stupid. You know, that's just the young people get that real quick. I just did stupid, right? And that that means I'm sinning. We were doing stupid without sinning because we were fly fishing When it was negative five degrees and and our little tour guides had to say if you're if you cast your line And it no longer goes out there. It's because your your line has frozen to the eyelids of your fishing rod I'm, just like this is It was either sitting the cabin all day or go fly fishing So we went out there I think your pastor must be more anointed than me because I came home with covid and he came and he did not So anyway, it was a great trip and um you know, when I think about would I do that again, of course I'd do that again, because one of the reasons that I, uh, uh, one of the refreshing things is getting to meet Pastor Ben, and like he said, Kindred uh, immediately was like, this guy, uh, we got a similar flow, and I really like the way he lives his life. Um, I might need that, that clock again, um, but I am so honored to be here. Can y'all give it up for your pastor? Come on. I really quickly want to introduce you to my family who I wish could be with me, uh, mostly because it says, uh, stats say that 80% of y'all will like me better if I do. So anyway, let me tell you about the greatest blessing God ever dropped in my life, and that is um, my wife, Lauren. Um, we met in uh, 2004 got a ring on her finger in 2005 come on when you when you're trying to live out God's plan I didn't need to wait God God knew what he was doing and she was in the right place at the right time too that's a dating message I don't have time for anyway um, she was such a blessing she was serving an evangelist in ministry I was serving my house in media at the church uh, that I went to and uh, we, we, we had the evangelist in town, I said, hey, and she said, here's my number, and that's the short story, okay? Um, I, I, mad props to the media team, come on, they do a fantastic job, and everybody who gets to worship with us online because of them, thank you, media team, y'all, y'all are doing a fantastic job here, and um, this is our oldest, she just turned 13, her name is Bella, uh, Bella means beauty. And um, when I met my wife, I actually fell in love with her, or, or rather, I was first impressed with her because of the way she worshiped when the rest of the church was trying to figure out how to worship. I was from a rock-based worship style. We had a gospel team in. Come on. That means a bunch of white people going, I love you, God. <laughs> And, and my wife was like, I'm not waiting for any of y'all to figure out how to worship in this style. I'm going for it. And she was gone in worship before that. And I said, that's beautiful, the courage to just go after God. So we named our first daughter Beauty because I've called my uh, wife Beauty ever since. This is our second girl. She just turned eight. Um, we went through a painful season of our life after having Bella uh, where we went through five years of undiagnosed infertility. Did you know that is an actual medical diagnosis? I remember we sat with a specialist, and uh, some of you might have experienced this, and the pain and the trouble that uh, it it brings, and hope deferred makes the heart sick. And uh, I remember sitting with a specialist. Praise God for specialists. But uh, he said um, we had a miscarriage, which was really difficult. And then after five years, he said... um, I said, is there anything wrong with me? And he's like, no. Is there anything wrong with her? No. Uh, So we call this undiagnosed infertility. I was like, what's your diagnosis? He's like, that's it. I said, that sounds like crap. That sounds like y'all quit trying to figure us out. That's a diagnosis? And he's like, that's an official diagnosis. Then he proceeded to say, I can help you. Um, You guys are pastors? I said, yes. said, you're faith people? Yes. And he said, "Um, well, in order to have another child, I am your God. I said, hold up. (laughs) Let's rewind this conversation for a moment. What did you say? He said, I'm just trying to say that you have a .001% chance of having a child on your own without my help. And so in other words, maybe God put me here to help you have another kid. And um, I said, yeah, but you said I am your God. he said, yeah, I believe, I said, listen, let me tell you, my God can do it with your help and my God can do it without your help, okay? And I praise God for specialists and if you use a specialist, hey, that's so awesome. What our specialist told us, I walked out and said, we ain't going that route, not for us, not with what he said. And so uh, we turned our heart towards adoption and we adopted a child in our community um, where the mother was raised Christian and she just wanted her to have a Christian home and this is our second child, Mia, Mia which means beloved, wish for child. After five years, we had given her a home. God's got a plan of redemption for everybody. Then my wife tells me as I'm cleaning the bottles about eight months later, come up here real quick. Young dad's mind, I always think a child's choking. I don't get it, okay? Anytime any kid coughs, I'm like, are you choking? They're like, dad, chill out. <laughs> right, I'm just always thinking, are they choking? They're choking. I don't know what to do with it. I'm the dad who when they told us to bring the first one home, I'm like, you sure? Are we, we can we stay another night? I don't know. I'm, I'm not qualified. I asked my wife, are you qualified to take care of this child? And she said yes. I said, okay. I'm going off of her admission that she can take it. If she coughs and sounds like okay. And so um, I run upstairs and Amia is wearing a onesie that has scripted on it, I'm a big sis. And I thought, I immediately thought this, my wife's been surfing the internet again, we're adopting again. She didn't tell me. <laughs> so I'm thinking, who are we adopted? She goes, no, she's a big sister, I'm pregnant. And after six years of undiagnosed infertility and a specialist telling us I am your God, my God came through. And uh, uh, we, her name's Gianna. Which means graced by God, only by God's favor. Come on. That's my beautiful family. I got all girls. We got the opposite anointing of the Murrays, who's got all boys. I'm opening a future wedding account, if anybody wants to. This passage is going to be broke. Okay. Let's get into the word this morning. Y'all ready? I want to share a message with you. God's laid on my heart to share here. It starts on the crux of one scripture, one huge piece of wisdom, Proverbs 22, verse 7. The rich rule over the poor, and we're like, I I got it. But the borrower is slave to the lender. I want to continue on this series you guys are doing, Get Your Life Back, and I want to help you get your life back financially. Because getting your life back financially can also mean getting your life back holistically as well. So often our arguments, disagreements, stress, issues, burdens in life might not have to do as much about sin as it does with the stress that we're under because of financial issues. You know, finances is something that the Bible's not scared to talk about. I know you just got nervous when I said finances. I'm not collecting no wedding offering, okay? There's no no special offering here. Your pastor didn't ask me to share about this. I just want to see God's people be free. Jesus said it was for freedom that I have set you free. And that means he wants you to be free holistically in every single avenue of life. And so I want to help you get your life back through the means of finances. You know, I love bananas. Come on. Anybody in here love bananas? Where are my bananas fans at? Okay. I'm from, I'm from right outside New Orleans. Uh, they have CC's Coffee House. The home of community coffee, as any of that splendid goodness, migrated over to Texas. Come on. I had a few people that heard about it. It's not up north. It's not up north in Maryland. I'm going to have to uh, transport that stuff. Um, my parents, when they drive up, you need anything? I need community coffee and andouille sausage, okay? Okay, okay anyways. <laughs> Love bananas. At CC's coffee House, they don't just offer banana foster with a cup of coffee. They put banana fosters in your cup of coffee. Come on. you like, when we go to Louisiana, I'm like, we are stopping at CC's Coffee House. Because if you'll put a banana foster dessert in my latte, I'm in heaven for the next two hours. I'm good. I'm good. We'll, we will stop there. We will always hang there. Then I moved up north, and they make a a thing off of a small island in the Chesapeake Bay called Smith Island, and they make a Smith Island cake. They decided if two layers of cake is a really good slice of cake, why not have seven? They slice up seven thin layers of cake, put icing in between those, and I just want to wet your palate today that somebody had me over to introduce me to the Smith Island cake, the banana one. Slices of fresh banana in that, y'all. Come on. How are you going to refuse that? I mean, I'm just, it, it's so good. It, it, you, you do the 21-day fast around here, right? And you select, I'm going to do Daniel fast, right? I'm just telling you, three bananas a day keeps the hunger away. That's my, that's my help for you. I eat so many bananas during a fast. And the thing about bananas is you've got to get the exact right time to eat this thing. Like, if you're too ambitious, it's not a very pleasant taste in your mouth. If you wait too long, you end up with so many spots on this thing, it's it's absolutely gross and mushy. I got a few of my young staff members who I asked them how they like a banana. They said, the more spots, the better. And I said, something's wrong with you. I'm going to pray it. I'm going to pray it out of your life. And someone said, it's because it gets sweeter. I'm like, it gets grosser. That's just gross because you wait too late. Unless you make a banana bread, throw those things away. It takes this incredible timing. And the thing about uh, a banana too early is uh, it, it, what would one day be the best thing when consumed too early becomes a vexed thing, right? You ever had my, my spouse gets home and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to do the healthy thing, right? All we got is Dorito chips because that's what my girl's like, right? You got come home for a snack. We got any bananas around here? she come home with a banana looking green like this and... Any of y'all done stupid before? You're like, oh, I can eat that. I can eat that. You get that thing in your mouth? Instant chalk. The starch overwhelms everything, right? It's just what will one day be a blessing, a blessed thing, today, consumed too early, becomes a vexed thing. And I think that's true of our finances and our money, too. In fact, write this down. The right thing at a premature time adds unneeded stress to our already complicated lives. You can get the right thing, but if you get it at a premature time, it adds unneeded stress and weight to our already complicated lives. Life's complicated enough, why add to it? Why add burdens and weight and anxiety and concern and stress? You know, some debt that we take on is out of our control. Great example, life circumstances, happens to us like, uh, like events like 2020. I remember when March of 2020 came, I'm talking every, my world's spinning, everyone's world's spinning, right? Is there going to be money? Is there going to be a paycheck? Maybe some of you lost your job. Maybe that put you in a hole. Maybe that was unintended and out of your control. But isn't it true that most of the debt we consume is our own choice? Most of it, we do it to ourselves. And debt is the Number one cause for stress in America. It's also the number one cause for divorce in America. I remember sitting down to get to marry my wife, and we were going through premarital coaching, and um, when I heard that money was the number one cause of stress, I looked at her and I said, listen, it's unrealistic. I don't know if somebody else still got the pipe dream of marriage. We're never going to fight. Pastor, we've never fought before. Okay, we're probably going to fight at some point. But if we're going to fight, let it never be about the number one divorce maker. I don't want to fight about this. It's too risky. It's too risky to even flirt with anything of fighting of this nature. And so I, I, I want to get it right on the money um, so that when my wife, who's the biggest animal lover in all of humanity, and I got the privilege to marry her, comes home and, and, and says, the dog got into the trash tonight. I cooked ground beef, and I, I, I discarded that grease layer in the trash. She ate all of it. It's like, okay, we'll go to vet tomorrow. No, that kills animals. we got to go tonight. What time is it? 9 o'clock? The vet that costs too much is already closed. No, there's a vet ER. They charge you four times the rate. We're not going to. You all have those emergency pet ERs? My wife knows the number. I'm just like, no, no, she's going to make it. <laughs> We're not doing that. I'll have, you know, we'll be paying for it for the rest of our lives. And, and you've got to make up your mind to get it right on the money before that happens or before you find out the one uh, fight we had in our life, um, uh, finances. We had like two fights in our, all of our marriage over finances. First one was our first Christmas. Christmas has this odd way of trying to put a money valuation on the people that you love? And so you, you, we got married, and it was like, okay, cool. I normally spend, I don't know, about, you know, 40 bucks on my dad. It's like, Dad, I love you. Here's a mug. You know, come on. She's like, well, I'm spending 145. I'm like, what? And she, let's spend 145 on him and 40 on him. No, hold up. <laughs> Why does this cost so much? Yeah, what? Wh- the rest of the time we went shopping, I normally love Christmas because we try to budget for it now because we learned our lesson the hard way the first time. And I just like to have a cup of coffee in my hand and follow my wife around. As she just says, that's going to look good, that's going to look good. That first Christmas, it was like you better put that sweater on and love that sweater. I don't know if this is my style. I might, not, I might take it back. You're going to put it on. You're going to love that turtleneck. <laughs> right? And so. Um, we got to get it right because it adds unneeded stress. That was a stressful Christmas for me. Now I just told her, let me know what you want. We'll plan for it all year long. And now we have a whole lot of fun. I just walk with my coffee. Now I can't even do that because she just wants to Amazon the whole thing, right? I don't even know what's happening. They're unwrapping things. Oh, thank you. I knew it. I loved it. (laughs) I supported it. I, I share the love in that gift, too. It's a surprise to me as much as it is. <laughs> See, debt comes from an inward need need to consume it before we're ready for it. It's an inward need to consume it before we need. It's, it's just premature. It's not that the thing is a bad purchase. It's just a bad time. It's just too early. And, and, and so I can remember it happened to me. It happens to all of us, right? Uh, my... my I was in college, I went to Louisiana State University, and uh, I was living for myself, I was living a life of stupid, I was in sin, I was in a touring band, we, we toured from Texarkana all the way to Georgia, I had a little experience with Texas, come on now, and uh, even flew other places before, and I played bass, mad props to uh, Jeremy on bass, come on, wasn't he crushing it this morning? Come on, singers too, but you get all the love, the bass player is the one who never gets the love, you know? And so um, I remember we were playing professionally and touring all the time. And I thought, I need a a high-end bass. I need a custom-end bass. So I purchased it thinking I could afford it. Paid half down, that's all I had. They said, it's going to take us four months to make it. I'm like, perfect. In four months, I'll have the other half for you. In the meantime, the Lord met me. I met Jesus Christ for the very first time as a sophomore at Louisiana State University when my girlfriend threatened, if you don't go to church with me, I break up with you. And I thought, oh, crap. (laughs) I went to save a relationship, and I met the greatest relationship in all my life. Gave my life to Jesus Christ. Tried to convince him he was going to use me in my band for the next two, three months. (laughs) Ever tried to tell God what's going to happen? He'll let you for a period of time. Like, okay, let's see how this happens. Go for it. Didn't work because bad company corrupts good character. The first two hours of the trip, I was still keeping my holiness. Third hour, I had a little less holiness. But the fourth hour, I had a little less holiness. But the fifth hour was back to my old ways. It wasn't long before God said, you know you need what you need to do. You need to step out of this lifestyle. Stepped out of it actually without a job. I did it by faith roscoe bass company calls me up got your custom bass done ready to pick it up and i was like i forgot about that thing how about you hold it another month they're like no 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 come get it i'm sure you're excited can't wait another day and i thought i don't want the bill i'm not even playing anymore i gave up music like i was like god being a bass player and a band member was my idol that was my identity i gave up all of that just to be a follower of jesus trusting him. I didn't know if I'd play again, so I picked up that thing, and I thought, this is such an awesome, terrible moment, and I charged the rest of it, paid for that thing for another couple months, not couple months, closer to 12 months, and we've all done it before, right? It's almost as if we have a fetish for unripened bananas. I can't afford it right now, but boy, do I want to consume it right now. This looks like a good idea, right? Two-thirds of Americans report consumer debt. Come on. The average student loan is $29,000. I read an article, the reason young people are waiting to get married has less to do with their spiritual beliefs and more to do with the fact that you fine, but that debt is not. And you hot, but that debt is not. And so why would my $29,000 want to match up with your $29,000? I signed up for $70,000. $60,000 of debt, right? And so a lot of times they're trying to work their way through it. Sounds like maybe a little bit more of a spiritual attack all tied up in finances. Credit card balance, the average one's $15,000. Car loan average balance is an all-time high, $30,000 to the tune of $500 a month. Come on. Can I ask you a question? What could the kingdom of God look like if you were free to spend instead of $500 a month on a car... You spent $500 a month to reach souls. Come on, you just started saying, I'm gonna put $500 a month into City Hope or the Kingdom Ministries and to reach people in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, how big of an impact would that be? And some of you are like, that sounds awesome. That's way too far away. I'm gonna give you some hope today. I just did some simple math. That means the average is $75,000 just to pay for yesterday with no regards for what God desires for today or tomorrow. So, Proverbs 29, 18 says, without vision, we cast off restraint. If you don't have a vision for your life, if you don't have a God vision for your life, you're like, let's go on vacation. They went on one, we can too. Charge that thing. Yeah, He got one, I'm getting one. She got this, I'm getting this, right? No vision. But when God gives you a vision, you're actually able to restrain yourself and go, boy, that that'll be awesome. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the right time because... A premature, uh, or rather, the, the what would one day be the best thing when consumed too early becomes a vexed thing. But a ripened banana at a right time can be such a righteous blessing. Come on, let me throw out some righteous blessings up in here. I hope you heads up, heads up, coming to you in neon green or something like that. Come on, right here, striped shirt. Hope you got that thing. All right, come on, I feel like I was at the Astros game the other night. I'm just in the mood. I wasn't at Astros game. I was at a Rangers game. Let's try this thing. I almost hit lights last time. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry for a terrible experience today. I think that hit the balcony and righteous blessing poured all over you like, man. Okay. I'm so, I got to try to. Get, I can't do that. I can't. If I don't get it again, I'm going to hurt their feelings. <laughs> Listen, Galatians 4.8 says, before you knew God, you were enslaved to so-called gods. do you know that that can be modern day things too? You're enslaved to um, um, the god of possessions, your latest obsession, season tickets to the latest Dallas regression, Dallas Cowboys regression. Come on, too soon, too soon. I'm a saints and Ravens fan. Come on. got one one good quarterback that's one hit away from losing his career. And I got one quarterback who's one throw away from throwing another interception. Come on, I need some help. <laughs> Listen, he said before you knew God you were enslaved to so-called gods. You see that word slave? But now that you know the real God, how can you possibly subject yourself again to those paper tigers? I'm signing up for more slavery. I'm doing it again and again and again. So Let's get practical. How do I de-stress this mess? How do I de-stress this mess? Because maybe you're part of the two-thirds who say, I, I got hit in debt in my life, and it's causing some strain in my relationships and in my life. I want to give it to you in three ways of prayer. I believe you can begin to pray your way into getting your life back financially. Number one, pray this prayer. God, give me wisdom. God, I'm just asking for your wisdom. God wants you to be free. It was for freedom that, gri- that Jesus Christ sets you free. So why are we constantly volunteering to give away our freedom for slavery by charging it again and again and again? Come on, it's Sally May, Chevrolet, American Express in that really cute dress that I got to have right now. I can't wait. It was on sale. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's the equivalent of going, man, can't afford it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, this one, I can't even get the fiber off of it. Come on, man. It's just got strands there. I know some of you inside saying, don't do it. I'm saying, don't do it. I can't even get to the real fruit in this thing. The blessing's really hard to get to this time, and you're just going, yeah, that's a really awesome truck. (laughs) Instant cotton mouth, y'all. I'll be spitting the rest of the experience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. But that's what we're doing. Awesome truck. Have you seen my truck? It's fantastic. Got the runner things, the things you step up on. Check it out. You can step up on a step on the tailgate. Awesome truck. You're going in the back and you're just like, I've got to spit this out of my life. Come on. on. Absolutely disgusting until you go into the mall and you're like, oh my goodness, sale? Well, I can't wait for it. <laughs> and you're like, why does he keep doing that? <laughs> right? And I know, I'm embarrassing myself. Because that's what your conversation with your wife just now looked like, or your spouse, as you throw up on each other, <laughs> discussing, it was a deal. <laughs> You're eating unripened bananas. This is this is not smart. I'm trying to convince everybody. It tastes amazing. Could you see my dress? See my dress? I look good in that dress. You just put this all out in front for everyone to see. You're like, can you hide that? I'm willing to be public with it. So that you'll stop hiding it when it comes to the debt and the carnage and the garbage that's living in your house. Stop eating the unripened banana. And you won't have that taste in your mouth. Lord help me. I need some water. <laughs> Those that the marketers never say, sign up for stress. Sign up for slavery. They're like, free t-shirt. When I was in college, the most marketed people are young adults, high schoolers, and college kids because they go, hey, free t-shirt. If you sign up for this free t-shirt, I'm like, I'm broke. I'm going through college. I'll sign a, I'll, I'll want a t-shirt. What do you need? My social security number? I'll give you that for a t-shirt. I'll give you that for a $10 Amazon card. Sounds awesome. Sign me up. Right? 0% interest for the rest of your life. And you're just like, well, why wait? It's 0% interest. Come on. Or, or, or how about the, but wait, there's more. Come on. <laughs> if you buy it today here's my favorite but wait there's more act now and you'll receive another birthday (laughs) this is what they promise you they don't say hey who wants slavery who wants bondage who wants stress i got it right here in fact here's the t-shirt that i think they should have been passing out start ripping this one around town you saw my new (laughs) t-shirt I am the man. Look how smart I look. All I had to do was give him my social security card and charge it. Look look at my college education. (laughs) Right? Like, it's just not smart. Proverbs says, there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I'm here to tell you, I believe he was talking about creditors. Because they won't let you forget how much you owe. Every month they're like hey your friend here again send us this much money or else we'll sue you (laughs) I've never heard anyone say you know and before we got debt in our life our marriage was kind of blah but now that we got debt I'm telling you it's amazing (laughs) high interest rates means hot love I'm just telling you (laughs) things are soaring in our house you know, Pastor Ben, I used to have so much money, I didn't know what to do with it, but thank the Lord, now people send me mail that tells me where I must send my money every month. That's so awesome. Now I have direction in my life. I don't think those people are who God wants us to take our direction to. I think God wants us to hear the Spirit of God. In fact, my favorite scripture on money ever is this one right here. The Bible says in... Um, Um, yeah, put that thing up there. Nope, not that one. (laughs) Romans 13 verse 8. It says this, let no debt, say no debt. debt. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. You want some good debt in your life? Pastor Drew, it's a wise investment. Let me show you the best debt there is. The debt to love somebody. And what happens to a lot of believers is we'll say, I want to love on you. I want to support you. I want to help you. I just can't. Let me pay this off first. I want to go on that mission trip. I just cannot. I want to do this ministry opportunity. I just cannot. I want to sow into that legacy opportunity. I just cannot because I am enslaved to Chevrolet. (laughs) Picking on Chevrolet a lot, right? Maybe I should pick on something else. See, saying yes to this means you you do realize you have to say no to that right? Like, what if God says, I want that more than I want this? Are you free as free indeed to say yes to that? Then y'all just get through a series, this is not that. wonder if God's up in heaven when it comes to spending go, this is not that. <laughs> this, this, don't sign your name. This is not that. I've got some purpose and some direction. And so, We limit God's voice in our life when we take on debt, number two. So we need to pray, God, would you give me wisdom? But that also leads to something more, and that's the second prayer. God, would you give me self-control? Give me self-control. Proverbs 25, 28 says, Like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks self-control. You're free for the taken." You're free for overthrowing. You're free for whoever the recent Lord is who moves in and captivates this territory. There's no walls because I got no self-control. Dave Ramsey says you will have conflict, worry, shortages, and a general lack of fun until you achieve some discipline in the handling of your funds. Tell your neighbor, get your life back. Get your life back. It's through a spiritual gift. You're like, that doesn't sound all too fancy. That's not too spiritual. Well, 2 Timothy 1.7 begs to differ. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you the spirit of power. Oh, I like that one. I like Dunamos. Ooh, I love it when God's power comes on. He's giving you a spirit of love. Yeah, that's what we need more. We need more love and self-control. I don't know about that one. I need... God wants to give you self-control. Jesus admitted on on his way to the cross, God, I don't want to do this. But he had the spirit of God inside him that overthrew anything thought of his mind to do what was best for all mankind. And I think sometimes we have to do as well. God, I want to buy it. Lord, I don't want to wait three more months. They're not offering three for the price of one later. They said today only. I've got 24 seconds to order this thing. (laughs) I'll wait three months and I'll buy one and I'll be content with one. The Apostle Paul said, I have learned to be content with little or a lot. And God can do the same for you too. I got to have some self-control. Number three. Uh, No, I actually want to say this. He's given us self-control, so can I lean into this? Are you using your self-control to bless God and tithe and give him back what's his? Oftentimes, we want to give God what's his. We just have trouble because of a lack of self-control. God, I already spent it. Right? We need to, God says, if you reserve the 10% for my house, I will bless your house. And I'll rebuke the devourer. I will take care of you. Sometimes we just have to make a place and prepare a space in our budget for God to come in and move. And I I I say, God, I have enough self-control that this is yours and I'm not gonna touch it. Come on, we can do it. And then number three, God, give me a plan. Proverbs 21.5 says, the plans of the diligent, someone say diligent. diligent. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Many people's plans go something like this. They're praying this prayer to God. God, one man prayed, God, uh, how, much is, uh, how much is a million years to you? And God said, it's, it's like a second. So he said, how much is a million dollars to you? And he said, it's like a penny. God, could you spare a penny? God said, sure, just wait a second. <laughs> That's some of our planning, is it not? I'm going to hit the lottery and we're going to get everything all right. See, hope's going to be fine once I hit the Texas lottery, right? That's not a plan. That's not a plan. A plan is simply just getting a budget that we say, God, I, I'm going to start telling my money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And so I'm going to tell it how it's going to be used because God's given me a vision for my life. And without vision, I cast off restraint, but the opposite's also true. With vision, I happily restrain myself. I'll wait on that. We'll go wait with you next month. We spent our fund budget today, this month, we're going to catch you on the first of next month, right? I'm just going to kind of restrain some things because I got a vision, a bigger purpose for my life. It's a kingdom impact, right? And so I want to help you do that. Budgeting is not restricting, it's actually releasing, it's life giving. You ask my wife, see, half of you are probably spenders by nature and half of you are probably savers. I am a saver by nature. Savers don't know how to have fun, but they got some saving, just in case of a rainy day. Spenders, they have a lot of fun, but they don't know how to not run that checking account down on funds, right? And so a lot of times you end up in a relationship where you got one of each. And so spender keeps us having fun. The saver makes sure we got some funds. And um, it's actually freeing for both of us because when my wife goes, I need some new jeans i've held off as long as i can why your jeans got a gloss 85 dollars? i know you're like you can get them at walmart for 20 dollars. she don't want those okay judge me right okay anyway sorry and she, i need this pair of jeans and then you look and you, we haven't spent any of our closing budget in the last few months we've got a few hundred dollars in there spend it all what you just said i could spend you know how freeing that is for her You know how freeing it is for me too? Because I'm like, I can sleep because I know where it came from. And I know I'm not hurting myself and I'm not messing up tomorrow, right? A budget is not restrictive, it's freeing. And this is the best thing I could do is recommend this to you. I recommended it to our church and I hope that you'll just scan this QR code. Dave Ramsey doesn't give me anything to do this. I just think it's the best app out there because I got my plan right here at all times. And you know what's also in my plan is not only my tithe, But a part of generosity where my wife and I just want to be life-giving. And so whenever I want to, I can just say, hey, there's money set aside that I say, your lunch is on me today. And I know I'm not hurting my plan, right? I know I'm not paying for it later. And so it's so life-giving. In fact, I saw y'all had cards out there, right? Grab some of them cards and just buy somebody's coffee and just go. It's on me because God's in love with you. Come on. You talk about not being enslaved to the debtor, but instead being free. To be free indeed and bless God's people, Amen. So let me pray over you today. God, many of us have fallen behind in debt. We probably many are in that two-thirds category, and we want to get out of it. Father, I thank you that through you, you will lead us out of every cave that we're in, every dark place. We don't walk through the valley of the shadow of death alone, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they they shepherd me, they comfort me. And Father, I pray that these Scriptures of wisdom would be with us that we would have wisdom to know We would have self-control To say yes when it's time to say yes and no when it's unripened bananas God, Father I pray that you would help us to have a plan and that we stick to it and eliminate arguments in our life All for the glory of God that we have a plan to make a big kingdom impact and to raise a family that loves the Lord God we can do this with your help. I thank you that you give us insight and you don't leave us in the dark on this subject. Free up your people. In Jesus' name. Come on, I felt right now, the Holy Spirit just wants to free. Let them move. Let them move. Even after, as Pastor Ben was praying right after worship, he said, who needs to get out of the doldrums? Come on, I feel like right now, let them move. I thank you, Lord, that you're here with us in this area too jesus name before before you raise your hands i'm sorry before you raise your heads let me just ask one more question i've spent the majority of my time talking about the debt of money finances but there's a more important debt that's on god's mind and that is the debt of sin when we do stupid and we've all done it when we sin when we go too far When we live outside of god's calling for our life some of you are like that is a debt that's hard to bear guilt shame regret then we start saying yeah teach me more about how to get out of that debt let me tell you that the only way to get out of the debt of sin is death the bible says the wages of sin is death old testament you used to have to get an innocent sheep Lay your hands on that sheep, casting your guilt onto an innocent sheep. Thus the term, the black sheep. The one that's done nothing wrong, yet all the guilt gets poured on them. And slaughter it so that its life will pay the debt of your sin. God knew that the people He loves, humanity, will never be able to spend an eternity with Him without the debt and the death being paid. So he sent his son Jesus Christ to pay that for you and I. He came down out of heaven. He lived a perfect, spotless life. So that on the cross, if you'll say Jesus is my Lord and Savior, you and you in essence cast all of your guilt and shame on him. Who he said, bring it. I want it. I did it for you to be free. That debt will be paid on the cross of Jesus Christ. And no sh- sin. Shame or regret can stay with you. If that's the debt you want to get out of today with no one looking around, every head bowed, every eye closed, and, and just you just making an admission to God. you just raising your hand. I won't call you forward or embarrass you, but if you'll just say, God, that's me. I'm making a decision to live for you today. Would you just slip your hand up high for God to see it? And just put it down real quick. God, I thank you so much for the hands here. If you're online, just say, that's me, include me in that prayer. And then City Hope, Let's pray along with them so that no one prays alone. Let's say this out loud. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I have hurt you. I've hurt myself. I've carried shame, regret. But Father, I bring it to the cross right now. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I receive your freedom. I'm starting all over again but this time you be the Lord of my life I'm gonna let you call the shots in Jesus name I pray and everybody said Amen. amen and amen come on church can we celebrate like heaven is celebrating
0: hey let's give Pastor Drew a hand this morning thank you so much Pastor Drew so good